What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hi, I'm Evie. My mom got pregnant many years after she married my dad, and they were both overjoyed to have a daughter. My parents were anxiously awaiting my birth, but at the maternity hospital, they were told that I was too young. The doctors even suggested that I was a midget. Mom and Dad were worried, of course. They were afraid I wouldn't grow up to be a normal child. And in the maternity hospital, they told them that it would be better to give me to an orphanage. Mom then gave them such a scandal. She said she didn't care what I was, as long as I was healthy. All my childhood, I was under medical supervision, and every time at the appointments, my parents were told that I was behind in height and weight. For example, when I was eight years old, I looked five. My father even reproached my mother once, like I was not his daughter, since his family is all tall and stately. So there was a scolding. Mom started yelling at Dad, throwing things at him, and in the end, she packed his things and kicked him out of the house. I never saw Dad again. But my mother tried to give me everything she could, and she was always on my side. I remember one day a friend of mom's invited us to her daughter's birthday party. It was a cool party. Pony, clown, balloons, fireworks, and everything. When we got to the party, though, the kids started teasing me, telling me I was a schmuck and undergrown. It was very offensive. My mom always said I shouldn't let others hurt me. So I decided it was time to fight back. I jumped on those nasty kids and a fight broke out. Then my mom got into a fight with her friend over me, and she never spoke to her again. Evie, you did good, and I'm proud of you. Those kids are just rude little orcs. I'm sorry I made you fight with Mrs. Schmidt. It's okay, honey. I don't need friends who can't even teach their kids manners. You're very beautiful, and it's not about height or weight. You're beautiful at heart. My mother always tried to cheer me up, but I understood that she saw me that way because I was her daughter. The school wasn't easy for me either, but at least I made friends. Millie is my best friend, except she's a whole two heads taller than I am, and when I talk to her, I get two steps taller. Otherwise, my neck starts hurting. I'm always looking up. Evie, I wish I was as small as you. Well, what for? I can't even get anything off the shelf properly. I have to put a stool down. At least they don't call you a bobblehead and an overgrowth. Do you think I'm better off as an undergrowth? We always laughed about it. It was funny to look at us when we were walking next to each other. It was a kind of Shaquille O'Neal and a midget. Millie and I were inseparable, though. We did everything together. My friend was on the high school girls' basketball team, and I went to all her competitions. One day, they were playing against a team from the neighboring school, so as usual, I went along to support Millie. The whole game, I was shouting encouraging slogans and yelled when my friend hit the hoop. In fact, I thought my screams could be heard in the neighboring streets. 
After the tournament, I ran up to Millie, congratulated her on her victory, and hugged her. And then I heard a strange laugh from the side. Turning my head, I saw a tall, handsome guy with a snow-white smile. Millie followed my gaze and whispered in my ear, That's Jake. He's from our rival school. What is he laughing about? <laughs> Nothing. It's just you guys look funny, especially when you're hugging. What do you think this is? A circus? Get out of here! Quiet, Evie. I'm sorry, Jake. You just hurt my friend. You better keep your chihuahua on a leash and a muzzle. She might bite somebody. Who are you, you jerk? Millie put her hand over my mouth and quickly led me away to the locker room. What are you? He's an ill-mannered jackass who needs to be put in his place. Evie, calm down. He's the girl's favorite around here. If they hear you talking to him, they're going to be very unhappy. What a bore. He freaks me out. You know, he's not a bad guy. He's just got a different sense of humor. Yeah, a humiliating one. And Millie was right. It didn't take too long for the local girls to show up. As we exited the building, someone upstairs yelled at my friend, and at that moment, I saw a flower pot flying at us. I pushed Millie away, but I knew I wouldn't be able to bounce back in time for myself. Then I felt this weight on me. What was it? I opened my eyes to see Jake lying on top of me. There was a big bump on his head. Millie called for an ambulance, and the girls ran up to us and started screaming that this was all our fault, and if we'd been nice, that this wouldn't have happened. The paramedics came eventually and took Jake to the hospital. Millie and I went home. All night, I wondered, why would Jake do that? Why would he risk himself for some unknown girl, who, moreover, he'd had a fight with a short time before? I decided that I needed to visit him in the hospital. He did save me, or at least my head. I didn't tell my friend about my decision. I was still ashamed of my behavior. I hadn't been very polite, after all, and that guy was a little too cocky. In the morning, I went to the hospital. When I opened the door of the room, I saw that Jake was already sitting up in bed, chatting nicely with a young nurse. What a sly and self-righteous type. I coughed to be noticed. Jake turned his head in my direction and immediately cringed in pain. Hey, you're feeling much better, aren't you? I'm glad. Hi, yeah, I feel better. But still, it feels like a flower pot fell on me. <laughs> so, still managing to make jokes, huh? Thanks for saving us. Thanks to you, Millie and I didn't get hurt. Come on, there's nothing heroic about that. Besides, if that pot had fallen on you, it would have crushed you. You wouldn't have gotten away with just a bump. I was ready to get angry, but I realized that he was joking with me in a good way. There was nothing offensive in what he said. In some moments, he was even nice. Ugh, what was I talking about? I must have hit my head when I fell too. We chatted some more. I left him the fruit I'd brought and went back to school. In class, Millie asked why we didn't go together today. For some reason, I just didn't want to tell her about my visit with Jake, so I just told her I had something else to do. I didn't go see Jake anymore, but I thought about him all the time, and a few days later, as we were leaving school, I heard the girls discussing someone. Oh, he's so cool! Look, he's not from our school. 
He must have come to see his girlfriend. How I envy her. I began to look around to see what kind of Apollo had stirred up the whole school. And what was my surprise when I saw Jake? He noticed me and waved. What do you want here? Wow, weren't you taught to say hello, rude girl? Hello, I muttered. Thank you. I'm fine. My head doesn't hurt at all anymore. I see. You're sure you feel all right? I said, but my conscience took over. Yeah, I've been... Well, we need to talk. Let's go for a walk. We went to the park, and Jake told me that the girls at his school were out for revenge. They think it's my fault their favorite boy got hurt. He immediately warned me to be careful. That was so nice of him. We exchanged phone numbers, and in case there was a problem, he told me to call him. From that day on, we started texting each other. Jake turned out to be a very nice and interesting guy. It was strange that I hadn't wanted to notice that before. Every day we got closer. We even went for walks and went to the movies together. I told Millie that Jake was courting me. She had a weird reaction to that. She started reminding me that I'd said mean things about him and that I was pissed off at him. Millie, who was always kind and reserved, was against my talking to him. She always said that he would only get me into trouble. Because of this, my friend and I fought a lot and started to talk less. One day I came to school and realized everyone was looking at me and laughing. I couldn't understand what was wrong. I looked around from head to toe, but my clothes were fine. As I walked down the hall, I could feel the stares on me. And then I saw it. There was a picture of me hanging on the door of my locker. What do I mean, a picture? More like a photoshopped picture. Of a girl with my face and in her underwear hugging three guys. Damn, I've never felt so humiliated. I ran out of school in tears. My legs were just carrying me. I couldn't even see where I was going, and I didn't know why. I just wanted the shame to stop. Then my phone rang. It was Jake. Evie, where are you? Are you all right? We need to talk. I, I, get me out of here. Now, I'll be there right now. Just wait. I sat down on a bench, covered my face with my hands, and waited. But what could Jake do for me? I didn't know. Probably nothing. Just having him around might help. Jake was quick. I told him everything, told him it wasn't me in the picture. It was good that he believed me. His face grew darker and darker as I explained the details to him. He threw on his hoodie and walked me home, and told me not to worry about a thing. Promised me he'd figure it out. The next morning I went to school as usual, but those people still laughed at me. And you know, Jake promised to help me solve everything. Another chatterbox and a liar. I walked into the classroom, sat down at my desk, and hid my face in my hands. Then there was a strange crunching sound, and I heard familiar voices. I know you did it because of me. You like me so much that you set up your best friend. I don't know what you're talking about. I realized that the conversation could be heard from the speakers, and the speakers were in the radio room. That's a pity. I thought I'd met someone who would do anything for me. So I was lied to, and it wasn't you. So you liked that picture? It was professionally done. 
Aren't you worried about your friend? She won't be lost. Everything's always forgiven by her. Because she's so little and everyone thinks she's so cute. Well, you're as tall as a model. Lucky. And we're the right height for each other. I think so too. Besides, I've liked you for a long time. I took this picture to stop Evie from getting all clingy with you. Evie, did you hear that? That's who wanted to hurt you. Oh, we're... The sound was interrupted. I ran to the radio room. I saw Millie on the stairs, went up to her, and slapped her across the face. Why? You're my best friend. Best friend? Ugh. Don't be ridiculous. I liked Jake. And you? You just took him away. He was the one who started wooing me. If I'd known you liked him, I wouldn't have even looked at him. So give him up. No, not now. Not because of you. You're not worth me sacrificing my happiness. Millie blushed with anger and ran downstairs. I was so hurt by her betrayal that she was the kind of person who would undo years of friendship. I noticed Jake walking toward me. I rushed over to him and hugged him, crying bitterly. Shh. I'm sorry I had to tell you the truth like this, but otherwise you would never have believed me. I will always protect you. You're my little angel with a steel character. I love you so much for that, and I won't let anyone hurt you, not even your best friend. Tell me, guys, did you like my story? Why do we have to study logarithms? Will they help us with stockbroking? Surely not. Why suddenly create the X and then force us to find it? And why do I have to prove that it's an isosceles triangle? I see clearly that it is. Duh! Then I received the note back saying, What are you two talking about? I just figured that another kid had intercepted it. So with my eyes still glued to my level 3692 of Candy Crush, I scrawled back, Keep your nose out of my business and then handed the paper over without looking. Ahem. But your business is taking place in my class. I slowly looked up and saw that it was my teacher. Oh, dang. Busted again. Looking over, I saw Bread with his big guilty face. Ugh, he should have been more careful. Okay, you. And you. Out. Hmm. You're probably wondering how I'm such a pro with this pose. Well, it's because I've done it a thousand times. And that serious woman over there is Mrs. Megan, my math teacher. I swear, she totally has it in for me. Okay, let me tell you the story. Once upon a time, there was a girl who, due to an unexpected accident with a trash can and an ill-placed skateboard, ended up arriving a teensy bit late for her exam but the teacher refused to let her in, and also failed her. Grrr. Yeah, that girl was me, Lexi. Thus, from that moment forth, she became my arch enemy. So, during her boring lecture, I threw a paper plane at the board and said, Miss, you've spelled arithmetic wrong. I suppose spelling is a bit hard for a numbers person like you. It's okay. Clearly my comment got to her. As during that same class, 
she picked on me to graph a function. Huh, easy peasy. So I created a masterpiece that made her eyes roll, and the whole class found it hilarious. And as expected, she gave me a lengthy lecture on my childish behavior, and even threatened to call my parents. Poof. Yeah, good luck with that. As, unless it involved business, then my parents were practically impossible to reach. Besides, I was just having a laugh. Mrs. Megan needed to lighten up. So, I secretly stuck a piece of paper saying free hugs on her back. I lurked behind a tree and watched as all these people surrounded her. She looked so bewildered as she tried to navigate past them while having no idea what was going on. (laughs) Ah, the good old days. (laughs) Suddenly, Brett patted my shoulder and told me 30 minutes had passed and we needed to go back to class. My butt hadn't even touched my chair when I heard a patronizing voice say, You shouldn't act like that. Ugh, that's Faye the teacher's pet, and a real pick-me girl. Every time the teacher asks a question, she wriggles her arm in the air and squeaks out, Me! 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 Mrs. Megan only likes her because she always laughs at her boring jokes. Oh well, I may have no proof, but in my experience, Faye's definitely not as innocent as she looks. Don't say I'm jealous, because I'm 100% not. You probably think I hate school, but it's still way better than my so-called home. Ugh. At least school could be amusing, while my home life consisted of mom and dad locked away in their office 24-7. I can't remember the last time either of them cooked dinner. So takeaway it is. So I'm texting Ben, my super sexy BF. He's been studying in France, and he's back today. I've missed him so much, but unfortunately... I couldn't pick him up from the airport because of, you know, school. And tonight, he has a family party. But we're meeting up tomorrow. Yay! Let me see your face, sweetie. I miss you. You know what? Today, that teacher gave me detention again. Really? She messed with the wrong one, didn't she? (laughs) Definitely. I will retaliate tomorrow. She'd better watch out. Okay, but don't end up in after-school detention, as I want to see you. You know, my mom's also a teacher, but she's not that much. Oh, by the way, she's here. You want to say hello? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Ben, it gets on my nerves whenever I think of that meek. Before I had a chance to finish my words, a person popped up on the screen. Mrs. Megan! Lexi? O-M-G. We both gave each other stunned, open-mouthed stares. It looked like the screen had frozen. Literally. Then just when I didn't think it could get any worse, suddenly a familiar voice broke the silence. Oh, Ben has a girlfriend? Let me see her. Huh? That's... Faye! Oh, my days. This is too much to process. My two enemies were in the same frame. Shocked, I ended the call. Right after, I received a text from Ben saying, Don't worry, my mother may look super serious, but she's kind. And the girl is Faye, my neighbor. We've known each other since childhood, and she's cool. This was so crazy. (sighs) Now, I'd have to face them both every day, knowing that they're associated with my BF. Oh, the future is as dark as night.
And yeah, this is the beginning of the series thusly entitled, Living with my future mother-in-law and my BF's annoying female best friend. And since then, things at school turned weird. For our class Halloween event, which had a Toy Story theme, Mrs. Megan was in charge of handing out the parts. Faye was Bo Peep, and she had this really cute outfit. While me, I was stuck as Mrs. Potato Head. My outfit was so lame, and one of my googly eyes kept on falling off. Ugh! It was so embarrassing, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mess with her anymore, as I still wanted to be with her son. Ugh. Worse still, math class became an endurance test. I was so sick of being compared to that goody two-shoes Faye. Lexi, if you spent more time studying and less time painting your nails, you'd be a top student like Faye. Poof! Faye caught on to what was going on and also started playing tricks on me. One time in class, when I was dozing and Mrs. Megan was correcting the homework, I overheard... This symbol shows that A is not equal to B. Faye then turned around and whispered, Just like you, you're not equal to me. And you don't deserve my Ben either. What? Ben is mine, not hers. I bared my teeth and was about to say something when that brat started pretending to cry, saying that I was picking on her. Out! Mrs. Megan came to us with burning eyes. We were walking out when in a sympathetic tone she added, Faye, you stay. I returned to my meditating pose, but, ugh, I couldn't shake off my anger. How unfair! Later, when it was lunchtime, Faye walked over to me with a cup of coke, saying it was a peace offering, and that she was sorry for earlier. This was confusing, but whatever. I took it and was about to take a sip when Brett rushed over waving his arms about. Lexi, stop! I saw Faye put soy sauce in it. I was just a second away from yelling at her when Mrs. Megan appeared. I smiled smugly, thinking Faye would finally get into trouble. But to my surprise, Mrs. Megan took a sip of the drink and tried to keep a neutral face as she replied, There's nothing wrong with it. Really? They went that far to cover up for each other? Whatever. I had a date with Ben tonight to prepare for anyway. That night as planned, I arrived at Ben's house with a somewhat wilting pot plant for Mrs. Megan. I was kind of excited to finally have a cooked meal. Only, when I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything cooking. Mrs. Megan appeared and rubbing her hand said, Lexi, you don't mind cooking, do you? It's just been a long week of drawing diagrams. My hand kinda aches. Seeing the situation, Ben immediately came to help, but she reminded him that he'd agreed to fix a pipe or something. To be honest, I'd never touched a frying pan before. But I mean, how hard could it be? I'd make pancakes, though it's not really suitable for dinner, but I'd seen them on a five-minute crafts and they were clearly a breeze to make. Only, it didn't go to plan. In situations like this, it's important not to panic. But, yeah. I panicked. I needed a plan B. Quick! In a rush, I threw away all the evidence of the failed pancakes and ordered food online. After all, thanks to my workaholic parents, this was my forte. I instructed the delivery person to come to the back door, so Ben and Mrs. Megan would be none the wiser. Expectedly, at the very first bite, 
Ben and my mother-in-law praised me profusely for my food, and Ben even joked that I should join the next season of Master Chef. Yo, I will rate this restaurant five stars for sure. Mrs. Megan suddenly dropped her spoon, so I quickly bent down to pick it up, only she leaned down and whispered sarcastically, I order from Sydney's too. Their sauces are divine. Oh, busted! Then, halfway through the night, this man showed up and apologized for being late. Turns out, he was Jim, Faye's father. But Faye wasn't coming over, as she was out with friends. Happy days! I watched Mrs. Megan and him touch a tissue box at the same time by mistake, and then... blushed? Huh? Oh, I get it. She liked him. Now it made sense why she was always sucking up to Faye. Have you thought about remarrying? I asked Jim innocently. To the waiting eyes of me, as well as Mrs. Megan, he hesitantly answered, Um, I don't think Faye would like that. Mrs. Megan glumly stared down at the floor. Okay, so I actually felt kinda sorry for her. Besides, matchmaking has always been my hobby, so I decided to help her. I knew that Faye was at a party on Saturday night, so I decided this was the perfect opportunity to play Cupid. I told Mrs. Megan that Jim had something to tell her, so meet him at the Golden Reef restaurant at 7pm. Then I told Jim the same. I stood behind a column and watched them share their starter, and then give each other gooey-eyed glances. Then Jim reached out and took Mrs. Megan's hand. They were looking at each other passionately when... Faye suddenly rushed in from nowhere and angrily slammed her bag on the table. So this is it? My teacher? And my dad? For real? F-f-f-fay, why are you here? Jim stuttered. No one can ever replace Mom! Then she turned to a dumbfounded-looking Mrs. Megan. Turns out you were only being nice to me to get my dad. You're fake. Stay away from us. Mrs. Megan covered her face with her hands, then quickly left. Jeez, Faye was brutal. And however annoying Mrs. Megan was, she didn't deserve that. You! Faye shouted. Uh-oh, her gaze fixed on me. It figures you'd be behind this. Keep your big nose out of our family business and start caring about yours instead. Guess this is what lack of parental care does to a kid. I stared at her speechless. Those words should have driven me mad, but for some reason, I only felt sad. And so guilty. I really just meant well. So, first thing at school the next day, I swallowed my pride and went to Mrs. Megan's classroom, where she looked lost in thought as she marked homework. I coughed to clear my throat, then said, Miss, I'm sorry. I honestly was trying to help, but now I realize I should have minded my own business. I'm also sorry for being a jerk in your class. She was silent at first, then replied, It's okay, as I've come to realize that you and I aren't so different. We both have complications in the way of finding love. Guess it's really not easy to get approval from your parents' family, huh? She smiled and gently stroked my hair before continuing, You're such a smart and kind girl, and I always knew you could do better in class that I must have been too harsh on you. I'm sorry, too. I smiled back at her, and at that moment, I felt like all of our previous conflicts melted away. 
and I realized that I shouldn't neglect my studies. Instead, I should work hard to become the best version of myself. So, with a lot of hard work, I went from trailing at the bottom of the class to reaching the top spot, even overtaking Faye. Ha! <laughs> Speaking of Faye, she was still ignoring both me and Mrs. Megan, and never put her hand up in class anymore. But then a rainbow flame experience in the chem lab changed things. Everyone ran out of there when the curtain caught on fire, except for a terrified Faye. Luckily, Mrs. Megan rushed inside to rescue her just in time, and covered her with a jacket as she led her to safety. After that, Faye realized that Mrs. Megan is a good person, who cares about both her and Jim. So, through blurry eyes, Faye sobbed out, Thank you so much, and sorry, I was too childish. Please forgive me. A few months later. So, yeah, you see, my wingwoman plan worked. And now I have a second family. A really big one. But you know what's the best thing? That is, I no longer have to order food online anymore. Because I will stick to here. And my mother-in-law will cook for me. It was March 31st. A normal day, right? Well, yeah. But not tomorrow. Nope. As it was April Fool's Day. A prankster like me waits all year for that one day when I can play jokes on people without them getting in a mood with me. I've been planning my tricks for months. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I turned to my best friend Aya and said with a devious smile, Just you wait until tomorrow. My prank ideas are going to be legendary. I thought Aya would want to know more, but nope. She just blew her fringe out of her face, then sighed out, Floor, why don't you just give it a rest this year? Reality check, no one finds your pranks funny. Only uncomfortable and annoying. What? No way! That's not true. People love my pranks. Aya continued, Do you remember your pencil prank on Luna last year? I nodded and let out a snort. How could I forget that prank, as it had been so funny? I'd cut Luna's pencil in half, filled her pencil grip with ink, then assembled it back together just like new. And voila! Cue an ink explosion during an otherwise boring test. Luna cried a lot because she failed her biology test and had to retake it. I shrugged. So this was technically true, but it was still funny. And the time you swapped the cheerleading team's chant music for heavy metal and made a fool out of them at the basketball match? She frowned at me. Jeez, stop being a fun killer. I'm making everyone's high school experience memorable. As, let's face it, no one will remember boring tests and tedious basketball matches otherwise. I was too busy talking to notice the ball whizzing through the air until it whacked me right on the head. Ouch! The world went black and I collapsed. I opened my eyes to see Aya and some other kids gawping down at me. Then my teacher rushed over and shooed them off. Fleur, are you okay? Her and Aya helped me sit up, and while I rubbed my head, I replied, Yeah, I'm fine, but I do feel a little dizzy. The teacher thought it would be best if I went home early, so she told Aya to take me back. I was so tired, but I knew sleeping when I might have a concussion was a bad idea, so I chilled out and watched a movie in my room until Mom came home from work. Okay, so my head hurt, 
and the room was still spinning, but there was no way I was going to let this small accident ruin my big day. I had planning to do, so I grabbed my notebook and checked through my prank ideas and prop list. The next morning, I woke up bright and early, and yay, the spinning had stopped. Whoa, today was the day. Let the pranking commence. I told Aya to meet me earlier, so I had time to set up my pranks. But to my annoyance, she showed up at the usual time. I hurried over to her and tapped my watch. What time do you call this? Now I'm going to be behind schedule. She gave me a puzzled look. For what? It's not April 1st anymore. Today is the 2nd. You had yesterday off because of your head bump, remember? What? What are you talking about? Look, it says today is April 1st. I waved my phone in her face. Then your calendar is wrong. Check your settings or something. Now, let's go. She walked off. No way. Don't think you can fool me, I said while trying to run after her. As soon as I arrived at school, I joined my friends in the canteen for breakfast, and Kelly looked at me and said, How's the head? I told her it was fine and passed her an Oreo. You know what? She ate it with no hesitation, but after one bite, she spat it into her hand. Ew, what is that? Yuck! I laughed at her and said, Ha! That's toothpaste sandwiched between Oreo biscuits. Okay, I'm sorry. Drink this. Then I passed her a bottle of cola. She took a big gulp, then immediately spit it out. Hey, this is so gross. Then she ran to the bathroom to clean her mouth. Yep, I put soy sauce in that bottle. <laughs> I followed her to the bathroom to check on her and found her rinsing her mouth out under the tap. When she finished, she frowned at me and said, Fleur, this isn't funny. I thought you only did these stupid pranks on April 1st. Now I have to put up with my stinky soy sauce breath all day. I rolled my eyes then smirked. Yeah, as if it's not April 1st today. It's not. What's wrong with you? It's the second. Then she stormed off. Wait, what? What did she mean it was the second? No way. Anyways, seeing as I was already in there, I decided I may as well carry out another prank. I pulled out my Nutella jar and went into one of the cubicles and waited until another girl went into the one next door. I asked her, Hey, excuse me, my friend, do you have toilet paper in there? She was nice and replied, Sure. Then she passed it to me. I quickly put some Nutella on my hand, then rubbed it over her hand too. Oops. Oh boy, she screamed so loudly and I couldn't hold my laugh. Ew, what the hell? So disgusting, you freak. Then she ran out to wash her hand. I stepped out. Relax, girl. It was just a prank for Fool's Day. Just Nutella. But she sneered back. You're crazy. And it's the second already. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Then she left. Okay, this was so weird. Why was everyone acting like it was April 2nd? On the way to class, I rechecked my phone. Yep, it said April 1st. Okay, I got it. This was everyone's dumb attempt to fool me. Well, nice try, but it so wasn't working. As it was the first, which meant it was time for math class. I took my seat in class and waited, but... Huh? Why did Mr. Simmons, the chemistry teacher, walk in? 
He told us to prepare for our next lesson in the lab. Huh? What was going on? I was so confused. That was tomorrow's schedule. Right? Then he sat down in the chair without any suspicion and... <laughs> a big fart sound came. I laughed so much my sides hurt. I couldn't believe it. I do this every year, but they fall for it each time. But hang on, why was everyone so quiet? I looked around and realized I was the only one laughing. Oh, come on, everybody. It was fun. The typical joke for April Fools. Mr. Simons held up the fart pillow and gave me a stern look. Fleur, I don't expect this behavior from someone your age, especially seeing as it's not even April Fool's Day anymore. And can you believe it? All my classmates agreed with him. No way! Everyone was crazy. No, it is. I know it is. You're all lying. I replied in a panic before I gathered up my stuff and ran out of the classroom. I really needed some space to think this through. It was all so crazy. I couldn't have zoned out for an entire day. Could I? Or the ball hit me so hard that I lost my memory? I remember having dinner, then staying up late to plan out my pranks, and I know I was tired, but no way. They were the crazy ones, not me. Anyway, lab time. I was the last one to walk in, and I sat down at my bench and started on the experiment. I guess I wasn't focusing properly, as I poured the chemical into the beaker, and boom! The next thing I knew, I was covered in this weird green powder stuff. Still, no one was laughing. Instead, they were all staring at me and asking if I was okay. Then Mr. Simons asked them all, Why is this chemical bottle here? What a mistake! Embarrassed, I ran to the bathroom to clean my face. Jeez, I looked like the Grinch. It was super tricky to scrub off. Ugh, I hoped I wouldn't be stuck with this color forever. But was it someone's prank on me? But if that's the case, then why did no one laugh? I sure would have laughed at me if I was them. Finally, the green powder started to come off. And then I went back to class. On top of my backpack was a folded up note with my name on it. Huh. I opened it. Hi, Fleur. There's something important I want to tell you. Meet me in the hall after class. Devin. X. My heart instantly fluttered. I'd had a crush on Devin for, like, forever. But... Oh. I got this. This had to be a prank. Everybody knew I liked him, so they did all of this to embarrass me. Devin must be involved this time. I glanced over at him, and he smiled, then gave me this cute wave. Whatever, this was definitely too good to be true. Enough. I wasn't going to let everyone laugh at me anymore. So, as I followed Devin to the hall, I took a sip of water, but I kept it in my mouth. Then, when Devin stopped walking and turned to face me, I squirted the water up into the air like an elephant, then said, Ha! Gotcha! I'm no fool! He wiped his face onto the back of his sleeve, then looked me straight in the eye and said, Floor, I have feelings for you. I waited until today to tell you, as I didn't want to do it yesterday on April Fool's Day, as you'd probably think it was a joke. So why do that to me? I stared at him speechless. The highlighted words that I'd heard were, Feelings, yesterday, and April Fool's Day. I started laughing a fake laugh, but then it turned awkward, 
because his serious expression didn't budge. You're kidding, right? I muttered out, but he looked totally devastated. Oh no, I didn't want to upset Devin. I was just confused with days and... Ugh, as if I actually missed April Fool's Day. What a bummer! I realized my prank had gone too far and how it could have hurt his feelings, so I blurted out, Devin, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. It's the concussion. I... I'm delirious. I'm so sorry. Then came an awkward silence. Suddenly, Devin's sad look changed into a smirk, and he began to laugh. Then everyone jumped out of nowhere and started laughing too. I stood there with a gormless expression on my face. Then Aya appeared and said, Gotcha! So, it turns out, it was actually April the 1st, and I hadn't actually missed a day. Nope, this was Aya's ingenious idea for everyone to get their own back on me. Last night, she created a group on Facebook and added everyone in the class, including the teachers, to plan today's prank. No, this couldn't be possible. I was the pranking queen, not them. Then Aya sidled up to me and said, Hey, Fleur, guess what? It's still April Fool's Day. The next thing I knew, I was grinning at her. Then I play hit her arm and started to laugh. I guess that they had fooled me good. After that, I didn't carry out any more pranks. I was just happy to have a chilled rest of the day. Then, when I was walking home, Devin caught up with me and said, Fleur, I'm sorry. Um, but actually... Not everything was a joke today. I smiled and looked at him. Oh yeah? So, what's not a joke? But he just turned tomato red, then rushed away. I stood there blushing as I watched him hurry off. Did this mean Devin really likes me? Hmm, interesting. Maybe this April Fool's Day wasn't such a fail after all. Oops, still not it. Wow. Why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the 20th door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby. Startled, I turned around, and... Oh, wow. There was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So, this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only, he didn't seem annoying to me. But, right. I needed to stay in character, so I replied, Um, yeah, guess I was just too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro. Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew, that was a close one. And, wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you. 
That's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner, so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway, it wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here, to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic, and today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess, so I took the scenic route home to unwind. That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. But as she looked up at me, OMG! We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry. Just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it. Her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape. A strange shape like mine. I held out my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers, and it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god, no wonder why. I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a hole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out, Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it. Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea. How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child, and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting. I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then, I showed her the way to my house, and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder and in an annoyed tone said, Er, uh, where have you been?
blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it? Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly, until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now, as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy. But I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow. But, well, as if it was that simple. The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school. And of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, Um, it, it was alright. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't need it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him, but then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella, can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh God, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked. Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in! Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey! What's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe, I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all, and it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car, while I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden but I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either. So when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck, his cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great, at least they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, 
I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper, But at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude. But luckily, the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, Jeez, why are you so uptight today? But on seeing my unfaltering expression, she quickly changed the subject. You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised. She winked at me. What? What plan? In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. Oh, don't you worry, girl. I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with mom and dad, and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Oh, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden. I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said, Jaden? As in, your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no, Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden. And that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth? Or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out. My thumbs flew over the controller at lightning speed as I battled my coworker Andy while everyone else cheered from the sides. How did you get that level up? Where have you learned these moves? From the deep, dark corners of the internet, my friend. And I'm about to own your butt. With that, I unleashed my final secret move and blew up the enemy. You're a loser, I'm a winner. Your mama's buying me chicken dinner. Suddenly, there was pin drop silence, and I turned around to face the dragon store manager, a.k.a. Andy's mom. You have ten seconds to clear up this mess and get back to your jobs. Or... You're on fire! Hi, my 
name's Ellie. I'm a computer expert, gamer, hacker, and overall top-notch geek. I led a very exciting life in the virtual realm, but in the real world, my life was pretty average. Until one day, everything changed. Yeah, we say that a lot around here, don't we? But before I continue, please like and subscribe. Ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with computers. And by the time I was 12, I was writing code, developing software, and even doing some basic hacking. And I was addicted to video games. I thought I was cool. But that was not a popular opinion. By the time I reached high school, I was pretty much used to having a seat at the outcast table. And things weren't much different at home. I was raised by my single mom, who was my polar opposite. She was a social butterfly who loved throwing lavish parties for her wealthy friends and was always trying to set me up with her sons. A nightmare! Mom, can I go to my room? I ate too many dumplings earlier. I don't feel so good. You're not fooling me, Ellie. See that boy over there? He's single and very rich. Go talk to him. That boy played football at my school, and he was surrounded by some popular girls. And I walked over. Hi, uh, I, uh, oh god, save yourselves! Then I threw up all over the boy and the head cheerleader. Of course, I was a laughing stock in school the next day, and I started hiding out in the library. One day, I was playing a game when I got an invite to a virtual treasure hunt with a huge cash prize. The disclaimer read, only super smart, hardcore gamers need apply. It was like someone was describing me. I breezed through each challenge, but when I got to the last level, my computer suddenly froze, and then it became lifeless. No! But this was just the beginning of a series of unfortunate events. Soon after my 18th birthday, Mom suddenly fell really sick. The doctors ran a million tests and gave her expensive treatments, but nothing was working. And we had a ton of medical bills we couldn't pay because Mom's credit cards were all overdrawn. We're poor and I'm sick. Find a rich man so you can have a good life. How am I supposed to do that? Boys don't even notice me. We're poor. Find a rich man. A rich man. Find my daughter. What did I say? Daughter find rich? My man? I mean, um... Find a rich man. And then my mom slipped into a coma. My life turned around 180 degrees. I had no idea when mom would be okay. I was drowning in debt, my grades were suffering, and I felt so alone. But then one day, as I was leaving my work shift, a strange man came running to me and shoved a device in my hand, then fled the scene. You've been selected for a top secret mission. This message will self-destruct in 30 seconds. I read the details fast. I'd make a ton of money and work with computers and security systems all day. Was this for real? My life was at rock bottom anyway. So it was worth finding out. I accepted, and a second before the time ran out, I tossed the device into the air, and it exploded. What in the Mission Impossible? And the next day, I was whisked away in a private jet to a state-of-the-art facility with a dozen computer geeks. All day, we worked on hacking software, computer codes, and sophisticated simulations. We were given board and lodging, too. And for the first time, I was with people I had something in common with. A week later, I was busy working at my desk when this guy a few years old than me walked in, and I felt like the Matrix had glitched. Like I was Ellie in a parallel dimension where it was possible for Ellie to fall in love with a boy at first sight. And he was like a young Keanu Reeves, but with spectacles. So hot. I don't remember the part where I floated away from my seat, but suddenly I found myself standing in front of him. Can I help you? Uh, maybe I can help you. I'm very helpful. Help me help you. What? Sorry, let me... Ow! 
I just poked myself in the eye. <laughs> uh, let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm Smelly. I mean, Ellie. It's short for Eleanor, or Elena, or Elaine. I extended my hand, and as he shook it, I screamed. What? What happened? Oh, it's not your fault. That was just a very firm handshake, and I have a very low threshold for pain. Like, really. I once fainted when an apple fell from a tree and hit my head. It wasn't even a hard apple. Like, it was rotten and squishy, but he walked away while I was still talking. That's the head of the company, girl. Oh, my gigabytes. This demigod was my boss? His name was Liam Finch. He could solve any problem, crack any code, and he looked amazing while doing it. I had such a giant stupid crush on him, and I couldn't help recalling Mom's words about finding a rich man for a better life. Liam looked and smelled expensive. I had to get him to ask me out, and I turned to Ask Brain 2 for helpful tips. The next day, I turned up to work in a tight, short dress, and I'd made sure to apply plenty of tanning lotion to look like those gorgeous models I'd seen online. All eyes were on me, and I was sure to have the same effect on Liam. Before we start this meeting, I have to ask Emmy, are you having a reaction to something? Emmy, speak up, whoever you are. The boss is asking you something. Oh, wait, you meant me. It's Ellie. <laughs> and, uh, no, I I'm good. I think you should go to the bathroom. There's some anti-allergy medicine in the first aid kit there. This wasn't the reaction I'd expected, but when I looked at myself in the mirror, I screamed. The tanning lotion had turned so orange, I looked like a radioactive carrot. The next day, I came to work wearing huge fake eyelashes, but those stupid things made my eyes feel heavy and I couldn't stop blinking. Later in the cafeteria, one of my coworkers came up to me as I waited in the lunch line, and he had some ketchup on his upper lip. Hey, Ellie, I, I saw you in the meeting today. Um, okay. I saw you too, buddy. But first, you got something right here. Out of nowhere, the guy pulled me close and planted a moist kiss on my lips. I pushed him away and punched him hard. Ellie, what the heck? First you keep winking at me all through the meeting. Then you ask me to kiss you, and then you hit me? Excuse me, what? He kicked up a huge fuss to Liam about being assaulted, and then he quit. That was one of our best coders, and you've made him leave. Well, he hit me first. Like, I mean, he was hitting on me, and it was gross. Are you sure? Why would anyone want to hit on you? Um, why wouldn't anyone want to do that? But Liam just walked away without replying. A couple of days later, Liam threw a small farewell party for his secretary, Jessica. She was so annoyingly model-like, and I couldn't be happier to see her leave. Hey, Jesse, I'm really sad you're leaving. Want me to help you pack? I'm very helpful. Uh, wait, isn't that a company paperweight? No, it's mine. I brought it from home. I'm pretty sure it belongs to the office. But hey, it's just a paperweight. Are you calling me a thief? Why don't I just take that from you? We won't mention this to anyone. Give it back to me, you witch! It's not yours, Jesse. You're robbing the boss blind! As we both pulled at the paperweight, I suddenly lost my balance and let go, and it went flying straight into Jessica's perfect fake nose. Emmy, what's the matter with you? Do you think I care if my secretary takes a useless paperweight from the office? I was just trying to do the right thing, sir. The right thing would be to stop injuring my employees. The next morning, I gave myself a pep talk in the staff room before work. Okay, the last few days have been bad, Ellie. 
but today's a new day to show everyone what a cool, brilliant chick you are. You got this, girl. Now show yourself some self-love. I kissed my reflection, but when I opened my eyes, I was horrified to see Liam standing behind me. Can you please keep things professional and practice your makeout skills in private? Which I might add, need a substantial amount of work. Jeez. What? No, 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 that's not what it was. Oh, God. This was almost as bad as the day Mom went into a coma. The next day, while I was busy coding, I couldn't help thinking about my makeout skills. I turned to my trusty advisor, Google. But when I opened up the first link, some kind of virus popped up on everyone's screens. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed. Goodbye. And then every screen went blank. There was a wave of shocked silence across the room. Who the heck opened an insecure link? I felt about as small as an ant. I am so sorry, Liam. It was a, a small error of judgment. Small error? Your small error may have catastrophic consequences for our national security. Sorry, what? I thought this was a private security company. I recruited people I believed I could train to be the very best. Because every code we write and every firewall we construct has massive importance. But you've caused a major breach. And now I have to fix your mess. And I was clearly wrong about you. You don't belong here. Pack your things. You're going home tomorrow morning. And it's not Liam. It's Mr. Finch. I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. This place was the most at home I'd ever felt, and I'd really screwed things up. The next morning, I was going to the office to turn in my employee card. When I stopped short, the building had been sealed and was surrounded by police officers, and my co-workers were being arrested. They slipped away quickly, my heart racing. What the heck was going on? The only thing I could think of was finding Liam, if he hadn't been arrested already too. I made my way to his place and rang the buzzer a few times, but no one answered. Then I overrode the code of the security lock and the door clicked open. I'd just taken a few steps in when someone leapt at me and pushed me to the ground. And I found Liam on top of me with a chopstick. Emmy, how did you get in? And why do you know where I live? It's a top secret location. We we sell that lock at the store where I worked at before, so I'm very familiar with the software. And I uh hacked your smartwatch to track your whereabouts a few weeks ago. Just for fun, I swear. See, smartwatches aren't actually that smart. They should be kind of called dumb watches. Also, were you going to poke my eye out with a chopstick? Get up. Why are you even here? Because I went to the office and everyone was getting arrested. Well, it's all your fault. What? Since our security systems were down after you downloaded that virus, something invaluable was stolen from us last night. And now, we're all in big trouble, and I have to go into hiding. You, you're leaving? Will I ever see you again? Unlikely. You've ruined everything. Just go home. Look, Mr. Finch, this is ridiculous. There are plenty of problems in your security system that I've been studying for the past few weeks. And someone would have figured those out sooner or later anyway. So stop blaming me and please tell me what's going on. Also, why is it so hard for a genius like you to remember that my name is Ellie? Liam looked surprised at my outburst. And just as he was about to speak, we heard cars screeching outside. The police are here for me. I gotta go. Whoa, whoa, wait. I'm coming with you. I can't survive jail or torture. I told you, I have a very low threshold for pain. Oh, God, just shut up. 
Liam grabbed my hand and led me to the kitchen, where he opened a trap door in the floor and started climbing down, and I followed. Dark, narrow spaces. I hate dark, narrow spaces. I'll die if a mouse jumps on me. We ran through an underground passageway, climbed up another ladder and out of a gutter hole and onto a main street several blocks away. Liam dashed towards a car and we jumped in, but just as we were driving off, several police cars came to a stop in front of us. Wow, we managed to escape for all of two minutes. Okay, Mr. Finch, Liam, whatever. If I never see you again, I just want to say that you're the most beautiful... Suddenly, Liam hit the pedal hard and started driving in reverse like a maniac. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm too young to die. I've spent all my life behind computer screens. I haven't seen the world. I've never even been on a beach. You know what? I'll go to jail. You can drop me off anywhere convenient. Liam took a sharp turn into a street, avoiding a truck by half an inch. He turned the car around 180 degrees and started driving even faster. I saw two black cars hot on her tail. Emmy, I need you to get a freaking grip and tell me the coordinates of the city's main bridge. We're gonna be jumping off of it. You can swim, right? Of course I can't swim! I'm terrified of water! That's why I've never been to a beach! We're not jumping off any bridge, you psycho! Can you please do what I'm saying and just trust me? There's a life jacket under the seat. Strap that on and find me the bridge. Now! With shaking fingers, I located the bridge and fed the coordinates into the car's GPS. Undo your seatbelt, and when I say go, open the car door. Your seat will automatically eject, and you'll land in the water. Don't panic. You're wearing a life vest, and I'll get to you quickly. You ready? I've never been less ready for anything in my life. Okay, then. Go! Liam swerved the car off the bridge and into the air. My seat ejected immediately, and I landed headfirst into the water. Before I could panic completely, Liam swam over to me swiftly, grabbed me by the waist, and pulled me onto the shore. We ran down some docks where Liam found an unlocked car, and we sped away in it. I was too shocked to even speak anymore. Liam drove us out of the city to some abandoned warehouse, where we were let in by an elegant older woman. Hello, Agent Skywalker. I was expecting you to be alone. So was I. Agatha, trust me, this wasn't part of the plan. All right, all right, I've had enough. Can you tell me what's going on, Agent Skywalker? Liam finally told me that he was a CIA agent who had been assigned the task of recruiting a special security team to protect the government databases and national secrets. But there's another CIA agent who has gone rogue, and yesterday, she broke into our facility and stole the key to a new weapon the government's developing. And she's framed me for the theft. Now everyone thinks I'm a traitor. Luckily, the key's heavily encrypted, but someone will break the code soon, and I have to get it back before they do. It's the only way to clear my name. That's why I couldn't let myself get arrested. And Agatha here's an old friend. She's the only one I can trust right now. So, what's the next plan of action? I have a fairly good idea where the rogue agent took that key. So I'm going there, and you will stay here. Look, I can hardly believe I'm saying this after the horrible day I've had, but I think you should take me with you. I'm a really good coder and hacker, and I can help. I'm very helpful, actually. I just haven't had a chance to... Okay, then, let's go. What, now? I thought you'd offer me some food first, and I wouldn't mind a nap. Now! Wait, Agent Skywalker, aren't you forgetting something? What? You know, the thing... Agatha, I really don't have time for riddles, so just say it. 
Okay, you're forgetting your lucky underwear from your Star Wars collection, the one you always wear before an important mission. I looked at Liam's face and burst out laughing. <laughs> lucky underwear? Oh my god. Oh jeez, I think I peed my pants. <laughs> Oops, I really did. Um, can I get some underwear too, please? According to Liam, the key was in a highly secure facility inside a toothpaste factory. The only way we could get in was to wear employee uniforms and hide in the back of one of the company trucks taking some supplies inside. Dark, confined spaces. I hate dark, confined spaces. Why don't you try distracting yourself? Sure. Why don't you help me do that? Why was Agatha calling you Agent Skywalker? Because of your lucky underwear? It's just one of my many names. Is Liam your real name? No. So what is your real name? I'm obviously not gonna tell you. Okay then, do you tell your girlfriends your real name? Depends. I haven't dated in a while, especially after what happened with the last one. Why? What happened? None of your business. Let me guess, she couldn't put up with your cold heart anymore? Or she found out you're lying about your identity and thought you're a cheater. Oh no wait, I've got it. Some enemy of yours killed her. <laughs> Liam went quiet and my heart suddenly sank. Oh my god, no! She really died? Uh, I couldn't save her, Ellie. I'm sorry, Liam. I'm so sorry. That's so tragic. And it also explains why you're a cold-hearted robot now. I mean, this kind of stuff changes a person. Jeez, why are you so gullible? I'm a CIA agent. I'm trained to convincingly lie about anything. That was a joke? Dude, that's just mean. Well, if you still want a sob story, she did betray me. My ex is the rogue agent, and she's the one who stolen the key and framed me. Are you happy now? Oh, wow. That's a lot. So, how do you feel about it? Like, I just want you to be quiet now. I silently processed everything I'd just heard, but after a few minutes, I started feeling anxious again. I wish I was special. So very special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. Please, please stop. You're sucking up the limited oxygen in here. You're not the boss of me. Well, you were, but then you fired me, remember? And since you won't talk to me, I'm gonna sing. How are you gonna make me shut up, huh? I can think of at least one way. Suddenly, Liam moved closer and put his hands on my face. Oh my god, was he about to kiss me? Just then, the truck jolted to a halt, and Liam pushed me away. Rude! We quietly slipped out and made our way to the entrance. We scanned the fake IDs Agatha had given us, and we were inside the building. Liam had the building's blueprints, and he led the way to the surveillance room. We peeked inside to see a security guard observing the screens, and Liam quietly crept up to him. Just then, my nose started itching like crazy, and I tried desperately not to sneeze. The guard turned around, and Liam punched him hard in the face, then stabbed him with a tranquilizer. <gasps> Why do you look like you're gonna be sick? I've only put him to sleep. Oh, I know. I'm just terrified of needles. I think I told you, I have... Yeah, yeah, a very low threshold for pain, I remember. Okay, we gotta check all the rooms in this place. There's gotta be a team working hard to decode that key. 
We scanned all the screens, but it seemed like there was hardly anyone in the building. Just then, I spotted an empty room with only a glass case in the center. Liam, do you think the key's in that vault? Yeah, it looks like it. Listen, Ellie, I need you to hack into their system and find out whatever you can about the security measures in that vault. I'm gonna be by the door to keep an eye out. You got it. I was totally lost in my work when suddenly my eyes flitted to one of the screens. Um, Liam, what did you say your ex-girlfriend looked like? I don't think I said anything. Would you say she's a skinny supermodel type with lovely blonde hair, a perfect jawline, and very, very long legs? Yeah? Why? Well, if we don't scram out of here in the next three minutes, I think you're about to be reunited with your ex. She's coming this way! Liam grabbed my hand and we ran out and down the corridor like crazy. Suddenly, security alarms started blaring all over the building. I guess she found the unconscious guard in the surveillance room. Ellie, why have you stopped running? I... I'm so... out of breath. I'm a computer person. On my butt all day. Not used to... running. Suddenly, Liam swept me up like a sack of potatoes, flung me over his shoulder, and started running again. All the entrances were being sealed, and Liam managed to get through the last one seconds before it slammed shut. We went rolling onto the ground, then got up quickly and sprinted as some guards chased us. As soon as we got outside the gates, a car screeched to a stop in front of us. Get in! Hurry! Yet another narrow escape. Was the mission successful? Far from it. We didn't manage to get the information we needed to break into the vault where the key's being kept. What are you talking about? I downloaded every single piece of information on their system in this flash drive. This one. No, wait. Not this one either. It's the neon green one. It's my favorite. Aha! Here you go. What? Oh my god, Ellie. You're amazing. He pulled me into a hug, and I was so startled that I didn't even hug him back. I wanted to kick myself for this wasted opportunity. And when we got back to the safe house, I crashed onto my bed like a malfunctioned hard drive. I was exhausted, but I kept having nightmares, and at some point, I woke up in a cold sweat. Just then, I screamed to see a dark shadow hovering over me, and I punched it hard. Ow! Liam, what are you doing here? You were shouting in your sleep. I was just checking on you. Aw, you came to see if I was okay? Well, that's too much to hope for. I already know you're unhinged. Jeez, I think you've broken my nose. What, with these jelly arms? Come on, don't be a baby. A baby could punch harder than me. I'm not being a baby. Ugh. Since you're finally up, let me show you what we found from that information you got. Agatha and Liam then proceeded to tell me that we didn't need to break into the vault. Apparently, they discovered a foreign delegation was visiting the embassy in two days for a big event, and the stolen key would be exchanged there. The rogue agent, Princess Leia, will be disguised as a journalist. She will be secretly handing it over to this undercover foreign- Whoa, hold on. Your ex-girlfriend's codename is Princess Leia? Oh, now I get why you're Agent Skywalker. <laughs> That's really cheesy. Can you focus on what's actually important? Leia might recognize you, Liam, even in disguise. I can get you in the building as the kitchen staff. But we need to send someone else in as a guest. Preferably a pretty harmless-looking girl who can get close enough to the arms dealer to find out when the exchange is happening. I'm not sure I can. Wait, Ellie, you're a girl. Gee, thanks for finally noticing. 
She's not a trained agent. It's too dangerous. Yeah, man. Stop putting me in danger. You'll just be like any other guest at the event, and I'll be close by and constantly in touch with you. Please, Ellie. This is my last chance before the key leaves the country. Okay, okay. Fine. You can act like a cute, flirty girl, right? I'm used to my mother throwing me at rich guys, so yeah, I have some practice. You should be prepared for anything. You know, once I was working the field, I had to kiss a mafia boss to distract him. It brought down his whole operation. She's not very good in that department, Agatha. I've seen her practicing in a mirror. That's not what I was doing. Look, I'm a pretty good kisser, okay? Well, it's an important skill any undercover agent should have. So, prove it. Prove it? How? You could just kiss me, duh. What, like right now? Is that really necessary? Maybe she just finds you ugly, Agent Skywalker. I didn't say that. I mean, who would find him ugly? He's very good looking. That's just a fact. Like, I'm sure even a lesbian would find him attractive. Then it's just your bad kissing skills stopping you, I guess. Let's hope you don't need to use them. You know what, man? Just shut up. I suddenly grabbed Liam and kissed him hard. He kissed me back, and my brain exploded with fireworks. Well, uh, that was not half bad. It was good. Great, even. Yeah, she'll be fine. I, um, I'm gonna get some more coffee. I'm proud of you, kid. Two days later, as I was getting ready for the event, I felt sick with anxiety. Just then, someone knocked gently, and Liam walked in. Wow, you clean up nice. I mean, uh, your dress is pretty. I think I'm gonna barf all over it soon. Don't be so nervous. I won't let anything happen to you. Here's your earpiece. It has a tracker in there. I'm just not cut out for this, Liam. I'm not so sure about that. Do you know anything about your dad, Ellie? My dad? No, I don't. He left when I was just a few months old. Yeah, because he was an undercover CIA agent too. What? Your dad was one of the best agents in the field, and he was brilliant with computers. He's not around anymore, but he served his country well. And finding you wasn't just a coincidence. We've been keeping an eye on you. And you proved you have his skills when you crossed every level on that treasure hunt game we sent you. So maybe you are meant for all this. It's in your blood. You, you've met my dad? Yeah, once. You have his eyes too. He tucked my hair behind my ear and gave me a warm smile and my heart nearly fell out of my chest. Just then Agatha walked in saying the car was ready. At the event, I was looking everywhere for the arms dealer, and I finally spotted him. Just then, a tall, dark girl with glasses approached him and whispered something in his ear, and they both started walking out of the hall. Princess Leia is on the move. I think the exchange is happening now. Follow them to see where they're going. I'll come after you. I rushed out of the hall and saw them going down a corridor. They walked to the end of it and entered the room on the left. I inched closer, and as I tried peeking through the door, I suddenly lost my balance and fell inside. And all eyes turned to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Sorry, sorry. You can continue with whatever you were doing. Not so fast, girl. Ow, ow, that hurts. Hey, maybe it was just a mistake. She seems like a harmless little girl. Oh, really? Is that why she's wearing an earpiece? That? That's my hearing aid. 
Who do you work for? What? I can't hear you! Look, we can't do the exchange right now. This place is probably surrounded by federal agents. Leave immediately. I will create a distraction. And you go. You're staying here. Sit down. I plopped my butt into a chair as the girl took out a laptop and started typing like crazy. What you doing? You know, I'm very good at computers. You need any help? Oh, I'm just activating an explosive device linked to this laptop that will go off in five minutes and blow up half of this place. So that should create a nice distraction. What? I gotta run, babe. It was nice meeting you. Ciao. She then ran out of the room and locked it from outside. Oh my god! I stood frozen in panic, staring at the screen, seeing my life flash before my eyes. But then somehow, I managed to muster some courage. Okay, okay. Calm down, Emmy. I mean, Ellie, it's just a laptop. Any software can be overwritten. Anything can be decoded. You can do this. You got this, girl. I tried everything I knew, but nothing was working. And then I had a brainwave. I opened Google and typed in the website from where I downloaded the virus at work. I clicked on it and the screen turned red. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed now. Goodbye. And then the laptop went blank. I'd actually done it. Oh my God. I collapsed to the floor. And just then the door burst open and Liam pulled me into his arms. Ellie, are you okay? Leia took your earpiece, and I ended up following her instead. Did you manage to stop her? Did you get the key? Yeah, I did. Agatha hadn't told me before, but she'd call in the other agents to help. And I'm really glad. We needed it. Leia's under arrest, and so's the arms dealer. That's amazing! And Liam, did you know that I just defused a very large explosive device and saved many lives? You did what?! The federal agents evacuated the embassy and scanned the entire building and found the device that had been linked to the laptop. You're a hero, Ellie. Seriously. You're the smartest girl I've ever met. I'm hiring you back immediately. We can train you to be a field agent. That's very kind of you, but I'd actually like to go home. Earlier today, I got a message from the hospital that my mom's out of her coma. She's been asking for me. Oh, wow. That's great news. But you can come back when she's better, right? You know what? I don't think so. Yeah, my dad was an agent, but I'm not meant for this life of high stress, crippling anxiety, and close calls. I'm just an ordinary nerd who's happy behind a computer screen. Okay, no field agent. Just a desk job then. Ellie, I'm trying to say something here. I would personally like you to stick around. Maybe we can even go out for dinner sometimes. I owe you a decent meal. Look, Liam, it's not exactly a secret that I've had a giant crush on you since we met. But the truth is, I don't have a crush on the real you, because I don't know the real you, and I probably never will. I mean, what's your real name? Liam just looked at me silently. Yeah, I thought so. But I get it. You're meant for this life, and it suits you. But it's not for me. Just one thing. Can I take this dress with me? It's all yours. I extended my hand and he shook it gently. Then I got into the car waiting for me and left. Back at home, I was overjoyed to see mom doing well. And with my large paycheck, I was able to take care of all our bills and then some. Oh my daughter, we're rich! Did you find rich man? 
No, Mom, I worked very hard for this money, and I'm in charge of the finances now. But to celebrate Mom's recovery, I decided to throw her one lavish party with all her friends at Christmas, and I was trying not to zone out of a very boring conversation with some rich, dumb jock when suddenly the doorbell rang. Liam, what are you doing here? It's Norman. Huh? What's Norman? My real name! Oh, Norman! Ouch, that's not a cool name, dude. I know that. Listen, Ellie, I miss you, okay? You're crazy and you talk a lot, and you're an awful singer. There's never a dull moment with you around, because you're also smart and beautiful and adorable. And I tried to keep a cold front because I didn't want to get too close. But despite my best efforts, I can't stop thinking about you. You're anything but ordinary. So yeah, my real name's Norman, and I'm willing to tell you more if you agree to go out with me. I'm not even your type. Evil Long Legs Barbie is your type. Not anymore. Geeky Jelly Arms Computer Nerd is my type now. And then he pulled me into a kiss. you're like my boyfriend now? I like the sound of that. Can I tell my mom you're rich? I am rich. Like, really rich. Perfect. Mom, I found a rich man. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.